0: How's my?
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody. Another great episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in all the way from beautiful Vancouver Island, an old friend of mine, Aaron Belmore. Aaron is a very accomplished full-time real estate entrepreneur and he specializes in, I guess we would call him, what would we call him? Medium-term furnished rentals, Aaron? Is, is that what we'd call him? Yeah, that sounds good. We always try for long-term, but that's what you get
0: with Furnished.
1: Exactly. He's been doing very, very well with this up in Grand Prairie, Alberta. So the interesting thing is Aaron lives on Vancouver Island, which is a fair jaunt away from where his portfolio is. So he's managing all of this from afar with teams on the ground that, that help him make sure everything runs according to plan. So Aaron, welcome to the call. Great to have you again, buddy. Yeah, great to be here, Dave.
0: Nice to chatting with you.
1: Yeah, so why don't you give us a quick little snapshot. What does your portfolio look like today?
0: Sure. Yeah, we've uh, managed to continue growing uh, through COVID and through uh, the last uh, number of years, uh, as, even though it's been a bit slower in Alberta. But uh, yeah, from a distance, uh, we've uh, yeah managed to acquire uh, 120 uh, different rental units now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a nice mix of, uh, all different sizes of, of properties, but, uh, yeah, uh, quite a few single family homes, uh, some small multis, uh, a couple of, uh, I guess, six and eight and, uh, 24 unit buildings. So we, we have, um, houses, condos, apartments, uh, anything from a bachelor unit to, uh, uh, a seven bedroom house. So. Yeah, it's a nice uh, variety there. uh, And still, yeah, really focusing on furnished. So about 95% of those units are uh, furnished at the moment.
1: So who would you say is your primary clientele for your furnished units? Yeah, we've got
0: uh, mostly companies that are uh, renting these as uh, staff houses. Okay. Okay. And that, uh, I guess, and the the remainder of it would be people that are just transitioning to the area. So they're moving there uh, and, you know, they might have a a three to five year plan, uh, but they want to just check out the area for a while. Uh, Sometimes it's because they need to spend some more time at their job before they can qualify for buying a house. But most of the time uh, they move up there and then they bring their family in uh, shortly after. And they stay with us until they kind of get the lay of the land and uh, decide what part of town that they want to buy, you know, closer to the schools for the kids usually. Uh, and then we got a little bit of insurance business for people that uh, are displaced from floods and fires. Um, but, yeah, the uh, the majority of it ends up being uh, seasonal uh, professionals, whether they're working uh, at the hospital or they're working in construction Uh, Between the summer and the winter seasons, uh, now we kind of turn over these units uh, at least a couple times a year, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, help help people you know with those different uh, you know needs for for a furnished
1: place. So, how did you first kind of come across the whole idea of furnished rentals? Was that what you got started with, or did you start with more traditional?
0: Uh, no, I had a couple of uh, traditional rentals uh, at first, and it was, uh, I believe, the the first joint venture that I did. I was looking around for a property with a, a person uh, who was interested in, in working with me, and I came across this six-bedroom house, and the woman that uh, was selling it, uh, she had two houses, and I believe she had been renting uh, them out furnished for over 10 years, and she was just, yeah, ready to to finish off her, uh, her career there. I think she had got them all paid off and, uh, just looking to liquidate. And I, yeah, my eyes kind of <laughs> widened when I looked around, I thought, wow, this is, you know, uh, interesting. And, uh, she, she told me all about, you know, how she had rented them over the years and, uh, the legalities and, uh, yeah, just the, the different, uh, permits and things like that that she had to put in place and uh yeah she I bought that house uh, with the jv partner and we uh yeah managed it just as you know she had hadn't been doing it so previously. was that like a
1: rooming out situation in in that case was that specifically that or it,
0: it was at the time yeah yeah so we've we've kind of pulled out of that uh but we did do that for quite a number of years yeah so rented by the room uh to different you know uh professionals that were just there, you know, temporarily. And yeah, it was either by the week or by the month. And it was uh yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. It was like night and day compared to the other properties uh, in, in a few different aspects. Uh, not just the revenue, but that definitely stood out. Um, and yeah, so over the years, uh, yeah, I just managed to really enjoy that uh type of management and that uh, you know, made the the long-term buy and hold strategy a little bit smoother a little bit uh yeah just uh easier in, in in a few different ways uh like what um well the the maintenance uh you know is drastically reduced uh because we're in there regularly there's not furniture coming in and out regularly uh, which causes a lot of damage and a need for you know cleaning and painting and stuff this furniture just almost acts like a shield and protects the property uh from things like that but
1: so that people... that's almost counterintuitive isn't it? I mean a lot of people think that if you've got these medium term or short term renters renters they're going to be doing a lot more damage than a long term rental but your experience has been the exact opposite because most of the damage done in a in a typical rental is moving furniture in and out of the place if i'm understanding you correctly
0: yeah, no, it it really is. And uh yeah, the the cleaning is done a little bit more regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when especially, you know, when they used to be rented by rooming houses, we would have weekly cleaning. Um and uh but when you're yeah, you know, turning over a unit, you know, a couple times a year, then you know you're gonna have a nice deep clean, you know, uh you're purchase. getting
1: any hoarders building stuff up in your units. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do it <this> no.
1: <laughs> no.
0: So yeah, that you know, those things really uh, you know. We're appealing. And then, of course, you're making more money. Uh, There's definitely, uh, you know, more uh, income. You're, you know, making a little bit of money on uh, the uh, shorter term stuff, you know, charging a premium for that service. You know, they don't have to lock in Uh, and you're paying all the bills and, you know, taking care of everything. So you just have it all included and make sure that those costs are covered. But uh, it's really nice because you know that, you know, they're getting done. They're getting taken care of in a timely fashion. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no, it was the the maintenance the cleaning and then the the overall uh morale you know my other properties people you know didn't really want to see you unless you'd given them 24 hours notice and they didn't really want to see you then anyway and uh <laughs> and these these places you know they would just welcome you in you know hey can i get you a coffee you want some breakfast you know come on nice to see you kind of thing and yeah. i don't know it was just uh yeah you know they, they've got you know, families and homes and things back where they're from, and they were just there, you know, to to work and to, you know, either transition or uh, and and they just appreciate the service, right? So it was just,
1: yeah, just a different relationship, a different uh, kind of environment, and so it, you're you're getting you're getting happier clientele, happier renters, you're getting less damage on your properties, and you're getting much higher cash flow for bang for your buck. So there's there's three big benefits there. Is there any any downside to the whole medium term rental? From your point of view
0: well uh yeah the, the uh there's definitely a little bit more work involved um there's more accounting involved there's uh more uh <clears throat> i guess risk when uh you know things slow down um i found that i can just adjust you know my terms and my my marketing a little bit to you know to fill that so as long as you can react quick enough then it doesn't have to be uh, too detrimental but um, yeah the you know the occupancy is is definitely one of those things that uh can be uh a challenge if uh there isn't a huge demand you know for whatever reasons. so yeah but if you can adjust that uh that, that marketing to the different tenant profiles you know there's usually an underserviced you know furnished need in just about every area. So, so
1: what would be an example of that then, Aaron, for, you know, because you've, you've been in this for quite some time, you've seen ups and downs and all's around. So, so when things do slow down, how has that typically looked for you in the past? So it's, a lot of you guys are kind of like oil field type folks and, and that sort of thing. So if things slow down in that area. How do you, how do you compensate?
0: Yeah. Um, well, it, uh, Yeah, for the most part, you know, we can anticipate it because it's seasonal. Yeah. And so over a number of years, we've had a lot of repeat clients. Um, You know, they come back, we treat them good on the way out. And so uh, just being proactive and contacting them ahead of time to make sure, you know, like we can prepare and, you know, get uh, what is coming available ready for them uh, in a timely fashion. Um, But in the... the the downside, you know, uh, there's been times where things are just moving along quite nicely. Um, I guess, you know, it's mostly through the COVID, you know, when the different restrictions and lockdowns and travel uh, challenges and things people were having. So Mm. we had a larger amount of people leaving at the same time. Uh, And, uh, you know, you're not going to, you know, try to, you know handcuff
1: them to the place and oh you, you he, can't so he, so so how did you under those kind of circumstances you say there's a different tenant profile so who do you kind of if if you're going after these you know crew type situations and then that slows down what have been some of the ways that you pivoted to a different tenant profile for these furnished properties
0: yeah the uh I guess the main focus was going back to more uh, longer term uh, families and, and and tenants that way. So, um, yeah, adjusting price, you know, and then uh, just uh, changing some of the amenities that are included so that we're not, uh, you know, losing a whole lot of uh, our, our value that we you know put in there um just you know it'll make negotiating terms with them so that they can you know take care of some of the you know lawn maintenance or snow maintenance uh you know or maybe they pay the bills and uh you know we just lower adjust the the, yeah. adjust the price lower the rent you know and, and sign for a longer term so
1: Got it.
0: that's uh yeah that's been kind of a strategy just you know looking under different stones for you know people that can still benefit from this and in a few cases yeah we've just pulled out you know the furniture and put it into uh you know garage and uh you know it sits there until uh we're ready to refurnish it but
1: so then, then you just rent it out you go back to plan a which is rented out as an unfurnished rental yeah traditional yeah. And, and, and yeah that.
0: that that would be more plan c you know we, we only <laughs> yeah. had to do that in a couple situations uh and, uh, you know, it's, you know, when you're sitting there and, yeah, you don't have, you know, a huge lineup of people wanting the uh, the furnace rental, then, uh, yeah, you know, if someone's there and they, they seem qualified and uh, you can uh, fit them in, then, yeah, that's what we did to kind of uh, to manage that, which was a unique situation for a lot of people, for sure. But that, you know, did change the seasons. You know, we we ended up with busier springs and summers than uh, slower winters for a couple of years, and it seems to be kind of going back uh, to to normal. But uh, yeah, just in case you know that that happens again, you know that's kind of how we uh, will we'll continue adjusting. Uh.
1: So so seeing that it's kind of a seasonal thing usually, what do you do to pick up a little bit of the slack on the on the curb seasons or on the lower seasons to try to keep the places filled up?
0: Yeah, well, in the past, I've, uh, I've just uh, adjusted uh, the the length of stay. Hmm. So in the slower times, it will, will allow for shorter terms. And, and so there might be people that are just uh, visiting or, you know, coming for uh, like a a curling tournament or Also uh,
1: like Airbnb style then
0: yeah, when that when that showed up, Airbnb came around. Uh, we did start using some of those uh, those sites and and putting a few of our places on there. Um, I kind of backed out uh, and and I'm mostly just like dealing direct.
1: Uh, and but seen- the same idea for the short, you know, instead of medium term rental, you turn it into a short term where instead of three or four months, three to six months, you're looking at, okay, you can get in for three or four days or a week kind of thing is, is that what I'm understanding?
0: Yeah. Usually a week is the minimum uh, for sure, but yeah, yeah, we'll do a week or two and uh, yeah, just, just try to fill those uh, during the, the in-between seasons. Uh, Most of the time it's, uh, it's fairly quick though. And, and it's actually, you know, a blessing because we get a chance to do that deep clean that I mentioned and uh, you know, take care of the carpets, restock everything. And Uh, and then just carry on. So yeah, some, some, some years uh, you don't even notice it, you know, the, the there's people lining up, you know, just uh, as quickly as they're, they're moving out, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting over the years. Yeah. I've been doing it since uh, I guess I bought, I bought that first furnished one in 2010 and uh, yeah, started, you know, acquiring properties in 2006. So
1: it's, it's uh, been been a, quite the run-up for you that's for sure and and yeah it's i one of the things i really admire about what you do is is you've got a very laser focus you know on what you're doing the kind of you know you're not doing a flip here and the wholesaling here and this there and this no you laser focused in on okay this works let's cookie cutter it let's do it again let's make it efficient let's set up the 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 systems. Let's set up set up the team in place so that we can maximize this. So you're you're not scattered all over the place trying to do four or five different strategies in four or five different markets. I think that's that's been really huge for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's you know one of the things with buy and hold. I mean, as long as you're not naive and you know you don't think it's always going to continue going up, you know, and you're prepared for those slower times, you know, and prepared like financially but mostly mentally you know you need to have some endurance for sure to to stay the course you know when things aren't just uh, hunky-dory so yeah that's uh it's true and yeah we've we've managed to keep that going and uh uh you know grow even a little bit through the slower times but yeah I I learned a lot in the beginning and just took a few different strategies uh and kind of honed it into that uh you know that long-term uh, you know joint venture uh you know we're all bringing something to the table you know we're 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 helping each other out and uh and and manage to just stay the course cuz i think you know if uh, when the seasons go up and down regardless that's you know the nice thing about real estate is you can just you know hold on longer and yeah. you know you're just paying down the mortgage in some seasons you're not making you know tons of cash flow and other seasons you're making lots of cash flow and you know you're using that for your upkeep and your maintenance and things but regardless uh you know yeah if you just stay in eventually you know that that uh that client that tenant or you know that uh, renter will be paying off your investment and uh, you'll hopefully one day see some of that appreciation and get that uh, leverage factor you know and uh, get uh a five to one return on your investment, uh, you know, but you got to stay the course long enough. You know, we can't, we can't all just sit there and wait and time it perfectly. You got to kind of, I think, I think that's been
1: been part of the thing. You've really, really focused on the cash flow side of things. You're not in a speculative kind of investment strategy you're looking at. It's the, the property has got to make sense. It's got to, you know, you're looking at maximizing your returns for yourself and your joint venture partners by furnishing these and, and making everything as efficient as possible to to maximize those returns and you know you're you're not looking for that quick 30% pop in value that's going to happen miraculously over the next <laughs> 1 to 2 years right it's it's long term long term view
0: yeah no 100% uh yeah yeah, those, you know, I I'm focusing on the things I can control so that yeah, when I'm, you know, making a commitment to myself or and, and the and the investor partners there that are working with me, that uh, you know, we know that uh what we can expect, you know, it's just a matter of time. So
1: excellent. So Aaron, time flies when we're having fun. If people want to find out more about you and your medium-term rentals, where can they go? Uh you can
0: uh call or text me anytime at uh That's my number, 250-218-9398. Or you can just jump on my website, freshcoastinvestments.ca. Check it all out.
1: Awesome. Thanks, my friend. It's always fun. Thank you. All right, everybody. Take care. Talk to you on the next episode.